Hashtag Hey Keenan, take 12. Hey, who's ready for Hey Keenan? I am. And in this take, take 12, we're going to break down what to do and how to engage with a prospect for the first time so you don't look abrasive. We're going to talk about the story, the story of your candidates and how that can help you find a badass A player and the number of calls or ratios between emails and calls when you're trying to get a hold of someone. This one is going to be off the hook. What's up, people? Welcome to Hey Keenan Take 12. I'm out of fingers. This is exciting. That means we're making more and more of them. That means we're having fun with them. They're growing. This is a good, good time. So thanks for coming back. Max, you having fun? Holla. I know. <laughs> Holla. Let's go. Kiki, you having fun? Oh yeah, always. Yes, yes, this is good. While we we're doing this, we've asked for questions live, so hopefully some come in. It's been about a week or two since we've done that. I'm just getting back from Boston, my hometown. Love Beantown. If your weather were any warmer, I'd actually move back, but the weather sucks. So, I live here in Colorado, although it's gray or gloomy for the first time in, shoot, I don't know, weeks. It's never, it's always sunny here. So. Uh, we got to watch my Patriots play. I was at inbound, speaking at inbound. Those of you who saw me speak at inbound, thank you very much. We had a great time. Uh, it was good to see Mark Robert. It's good to see you, my man. Jill Conrad, so all my peeps. Uh, so that was a good time. What's crazy, what's crazy right now, this is the week of Dreamforce. When this rolls out, I think some of you will still be at Dreamforce. I cannot believe we're not there. But too much work to do, too many clients. I chose to speak at inbound instead, so no Dreamforce. This is the first time in years. So kind of off my game I think. I think I'm off my game. But with that we are ready to kick off take 12. It's going to be a good one. So Kiki let's just jump right into it. What is our first question? Our first question comes from Ryan Stepanovich from Hireview. He asks, hey Keenan, what strategy do you use when hiring top talented sales professionals? All right, Ryan, great question. And Ryan just sent that in, didn't he? He did, six minutes ago. Ryan, way to go, brother. Way to be on the ball. So I got some swag for you. Thank you very much. Um, all right, my man. So I think in take two of Hey Keenan, or take three, I was asked a similar question. And, and someone asked, what are sort of the traits that I look for? Uh, so I answered that. So you can go check that one out. But I wanted to use your question to sort of talk about something a little different that I don't think enough recruiters and enough hiring managers and enough candidates focus on when it comes to this idea of finding a badass A player. And this is it. It's the candidate's story. Now where am I going with this, right? All of us have a story. We have our own backgrounds, our own upbringings. I mean, Kiki's got a crazy cool story. She's from Korea originally. She was adopted by a family here. She's only child. She went back and found her birth mother. 
went back and found her birth mother. I mean, guys, think about that. That's a story. What, how do we think that affects how someone makes decisions or how they move through life or the type of person they are, the, the driver initiative they take? What can we infer from the idea that Kiki chose to figure out how to get back to Korea and find the family and find the organization that put her up for adoption and connect with them? That's no joke. And from that experience, I hope I'm not sharing too much, no. but it was a good story. From that experience, she is now spending four hours on every Saturday? Four hours every Saturday morning. Four hours every Saturday morning of her time off to learn Korean to go back and engage with her birth family. Now, I'm going to leave this to the audience. I'm going to leave it to you, Ryan. I'm going to leave it to everybody else. But what do you think you can infer from that? What does that tell you about who Kiki is and what you could expect from her when she's engaged? So that's what I'm talking about when it comes to a story. When I sit down and I'm looking at a new rep, I ask them questions that get me to understand who they are. I'll ask questions like, what's your greatest accomplishment and why? I don't ask that. I don't want a business accomplishment. I want the greatest. And I'm sorry for all you family folks. If you say it's my kids, I'm going to throw up. Okay, because I got kids too. And let me tell you, having kids is not an accomplishment. Okay, trust me, anybody can do that. Any fool. I want to know what you did and why you're proud of it. Now, if you say raising three kids and getting them all through college without using drugs, without getting pregnant early, without doing all that, okay, I would give you some strokes on that, right? And if you say you did it as a single father, as a single mother, after being left or, or having no backup or support, that's a story, okay? If you tell me your story is you put yourself through high school and I mean through college and you traveled the world on your own money and you lived in a teepee out in the woods and, and learned to sustain yourself for six years or nothing, nothing but weeds and sticks, that's an accomplishment. That's a story that tells you who you are. I want stories, right? Oh, my phone's going, that's all right. Hit it. That's cool. Just turn it down. Uh, I want stories because listen up, folks, stories are like windows into the depth of the person we're dealing with. Because the decisions people make when nobody is watching, that tells you all you need to know about their ability to get stuff done. That tells you how good they are. That tells you truly what they're about. When people are watching, that's, that's easy. Because we're all on stage. But people's stories, their deep stories and how they responded and what they did, that's how you get to the core of somebody. So you really want to figure out if you've got a winner, if you've got an A player, ask for stories and find out if someone's got a deep, deep story that gives you insight into their ability to get stuff done. And if they don't, and I'm sorry, half of you are not going to like this answer, if they don't have a story, be weary. Be really, really wary of who they are because it means they didn't take a lot of chances. It means they didn't do a lot of things to get stuff done. All right, so that's my two cents. Find their story. That's how I found A players. I found a lot of people some killer stories when they don't have good stories. Doesn't mean I don't hire them, but boy, they better have nailed every other part because it's what we do when no one's looking that tells us who we really are. So I don't know about Kiki, but what do you think about that? I like it. I think it's from the candidate's perspective, it makes it a lot easier too. You're opening up, you're um, being more authentic, you're not answering a scripted question. It's you can't really budget, or if you are, pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. The downside is most people don't have good stories. I'm sorry, <laughs> but most of you have not. I, I, I did a meme not too long ago that said failure is the border of your competencies. And most of us don't live at the edges, at the border of our competencies. We live right smack dab in the middle of our competencies and we don't get much done because of that. So that's why most people don't have good stories. So go back. If you don't have a good story, start making them now. Get it done. Okay. What's our next one? 
Our next question comes from Bryce Kirschenbaum, and he asks, Hey, Keenan, how do salespeople appear empowering to prospects on the first touch instead of pushy or invasive? Bryce, I don't know how else to say this, but directly and with force. You want to pee, what's the word, exact word he used? Empowering, right? Empowering versus invasive. Okay. You want to be empowering to your customers. You want to be empowering to prospects. Know your fucking business. That's it right there. Know that customer's business through and through. Have the answers to the problems. Know how their processes work. Know how they're measured. Know who their customers are. Know how they measure success. Know what their KPIs are. And have a conversation with them about what works, what doesn't, and how you can make their life better. You use the word yourself, empowering, and that's exactly the word that should be used, but you can't empower without information. You can't empower without knowledge. You can't empower without solutions. So if you start calling your customers and you're like, hey, I'd like five minutes of your time to talk about how my product can do, no, done. You need to get right into the problem. You need to get right into the issue and you need to start talking to them about their world, what they struggle with day to day, and what prohibits them from being successful. And if you can figure out what that gap is, or you can engage in a conversation in the gap right away, then you're empowering them, then you give them a reason to call back, and then you give them a reason to make it happen. That's all there is to it. That simple, not much more to say. Know your business and their business and how they connect. Good question, my man. Great question, brother. Great question. I, I, I don't know what else to say about that. Yeah, right? Mic drop. Yes, mic drop. I feel like a, uh, I say this all the time, and what's sad is how many salespeople don't do this, don't know how to do it, aren't committed to it, and they just start pitching away. They don't understand the problem sets of the person they're trying to do it. They don't understand what they're trying to get done, and it wastes everybody's time. So you, I love your word, empower. Embed that word empower into your head and everything you do forward and ask yourself the question, does this empower my, my audience, my target market? So. All right, next one. And last but not least, we have a question from Mr. Dennis McGuire. Hey, Keenan, what is the best ratio of calls to email for a warm prospect? For a warm prospect, okay. So I have a question, Mr. McGuire, Dennis McGuire, because you're... you're what do you call it? Your profile pic is um, a cartoon, so I can't tell. But if this is the Dennis McGuire that used to work at um, BT back in the day, back in my Avaya days, let me know and give me, send me a little love because I'd love to catch up with you. I hope you're doing well. If it's not, then sorry, Mr. Mr. Dennis McGuire here. I'm just curious if you're a blast from my past and, and folks are following me from back in the day. So to answer the question, what's the ratio? I don't think there is a, a standard ratio. I think you need to focus more on the message and what medium is best for what you're trying to say. So I like emails for messages that bring people to alternative types of information or try to deliver new information. So when you're dealing with a warm prospect, just sort of like I said in the question before, you want to try to empower them. So if you're going to try to empower, it's a lot easier to use email to attach uh, an ebook, to send a link, to provide additional information about a problem or issue they're having. Email's much better for that, much, much, much better. It's hard to get on the phone and say, oh, go check out this or go check that out. I like the phone for driving emotional urgency. 
right? It's a lot harder to convey emotion in an email. So if there's a sense of urgency or there's a sense of importance or there's an opportunity being missed or you just really want to in, in, invoke emotion into the sales process, then a call is perfect for that, right? So I like mixing them up, but the ratio I'm less concerned about and more concerned about what is appropriate at this next touch point. What do I want to do? Do I want to touch them with some emotion or do I want to touch them with uh, some information? And based on that, I will pick the medium that works best to drive my objective of the medium. So that's my advice to you, my man. Worry less, worry a lot less about the ratio of email and focus more on what are the messages and which medium is best for driving or delivering the message that I want to deliver or drive. Yeah, you know, I think that's the way to go. You know? So, is that it for our questions today? That is it. That's sweet. This is a good, I think it's a quick one, yeah. in and out. Some great questions from our peeps. Thanks very much, peeps. Really appreciate it. Remember, uh, send me your questions. Oh, comment, peeps. Comment. Give me some comments down here. Like us on YouTube. Uh, hey, Keenan, hashtag. Send us your questions. You keep shouting. I'll shout back. Until next time, I think we're good. Peace, I'm out. You shout out, I shout back. My take on your questions. You got them, you ask them. Hit me up, hashtag HeyKeenan, we'll rock it out. Until next time, peace, I'm out.